Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like, why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Link Colby, Editorial Director at Curse Dragon Ship Publishing. Our guest this week is Jace Killen, thriller writer and avid outdoorsman. Jace has five children and a little dog and lives with his wife of 23 years. He enjoys anything outdoors, but mostly fishing. He dabbles in writing music and photography as well. If he is not your favorite author now, he will be after. Jace, welcome. How are you feeling this evening? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Yes, you are very welcome. Thanks for agreeing to be here. I don't know how you squeezed it in with all of your many, many jobs that you have. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I actually had a little bit of panic about a half hour ago. I, I said, oh, shoot, that was five o'clock. I was thinking it was Colorado time or whatever time. And anyway, it worked, worked out. I thought I dogged you. But. Nope. I, I would have traced down Steve and had him get a hold of you. I mean, I would have made this work. I'm, I'm pretty persistent, let me tell you. Um, but no, please, you would never. You even agreed to the meeting. No. I mean, it's hard to get people to do that. You did well. Though I will tell you, I panicked for a minute because the I thought it said mountain time and it was two hours behind. And I was like, what? How is it two hours behind Central? I'm so confused. But then there was that little, little thing. You know, there was Arizona. I was like, oh, I see now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Time so the only, oh, only state in the nation that doesn't do your guys' weirdness with uh, daylight savings. Mm. I would say you're the only sensible state. But uh, we know none of the states are sensible. So that's not going to apply here. Yeah. Let's see. Yes, uh, Florida Kevin says that there is rumor that you are already someone's favorite author. Oh, yeah. probably. Do you remember that? Yeah, the comments. I mean, Steve Ruskin said he, you are already his favorite author. Oh, wow. I know. You have big fans out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we shall start with our first question. Uh, where do you get your ideas? Everywhere. Gosh. You know, when I, when I first started writing, I asked people that all the time, too, because I thought all I need is a good idea. And I would ask authors, big authors, and they would, they would say the same thing. Oh, no, I get, I get ideas everywhere. I, I get them all the time in you know, standing in line in the grocery store or um, just – and what, what I'll do is I'll, I'll come across uh, – just, just for as an example. I was um, – the other day I, – I, so one of my jobs, I work at an antique store. And uh, kind of, I run the place. So I'm in, I'm in an office in the back of the antique mall. And I walked outside my office, out, outside, outside. And there's a gentleman sitting there, and I'd seen him around before. His name's Donovan. Uh, he's homeless, and started talking to Donovan. And he was mm -hmm. telling me about in 1980 something, he went from Persia to Singapore to uh, to Vietnam, and made a trek and. Uh, and he, he anyway told me told me his this this thing that he had done and then and then about 20 seconds later repeated the same sentence again and 20 seconds later repeated the same sentence again and i i i thought oh, a very interesting guy and and obviously a little um anyway got him, got him some food talked to him a bit and now now we're good friends he didn't, he didn't recognize awesome. me the next time we saw him but but I, but, but somewhere I'd, I'd love mm -hmm. to put Donovan in a book. 
I'd love to use him as a as a character. But uh, I I come across I don't know every day ideas. That's fantastic. Yeah, that would be interesting characters, right? Sometimes we have to pull outside of our own friend group, right? So that that's just incredible. We must go out and meet people, even though we'd rather stay in our at our desk and never leave. Sometimes. Well, you write for both adults and middle grade readers. What attracts you to each group? It's what I like to read. I don't, and that sounds weird. I, I really enjoy reading middle grade stuff, and uh, and I really really like spy thrillers. I I guess when I was in middle grade, I grew up on uh, on Tom Clancy, and uh, I just I I love the spy thriller stuff. I can't. I don't really write that uh, that genre. I don't. I don't think I'm knowledgeable enough. But but in uh, my my background, a lot of my backgrounds in finance, and so that seems to find its way into the thrillers that I write. I also have a bachelor's degree in psychology, so so I've got psychological and financial aspects to my thrillers all kinds of stuff to draw from well speaking of your thrillers in the unknown soldier joaquin your protagonist is a recovering drug addict with serious guilt on his shoulders the addict details feel so real how did you research that well uh so again i you know you find find ideas everywhere um about 10 years ago maybe a little longer i i met a, a guy um who became one of my closest friends and he was a meth addict, recovering meth addict. And so I went with him to, we went to meetings. Uh, he had just gotten out of prison, did a seven year stint for, for stealing some, he would steal motorcycles. That was his thing. And then he, <laughs> he'd, he'd sell them for them. drugs and yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just got, this was back in the early 2000. And then it, it got to where they had GPSs in them and, and they were a little, you know, uh, a little harder still and he got picked up mm. and he was he's he's back he's serving another stint of 12 years now he got he relapsed and and it just kind of went bad for him but mm-hmm. um but a really really good really really good guy really close friend mm-hmm. and i really part of it um i i guess i was dealing with you know with with my buddy who was hurting who was picked back up and, and, and sent back to, to prison. And as, as that was going on, I thought, you know, I, there's gotta be, um, I, I know addictions are really hard to deal with. Uh, but, but at some point I, I, I hoped I needed to, to have the hope that, that somebody could overcome addiction. And I, I know people that have, mm-hmm. um, and that was, that was kind of my thought for him, for my friend that, that I wanted to, I wanted to hope that he could or can someday he's, he's living, uh, sober now, you know, but it's state mandated, but, but anyway, I, I was, it was, uh, Joaquin is a, is a character that's very close to me. Um, he, he kind of, uh, he's made up of, of several people that I know. Well, that's beautiful. That might be why he feels so real. I mean, just right away, he felt so real. So that makes sense to me. So well done. So, and also in the same book, you use a lot of realistic Spanish language and like Mexican culture. Where did you learn that? So I grew up in Arizona, so I've been around it my whole life. And I, 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 like I, I grew up, you know, uh, reading Tom Clancy and John Grisham. John Grisham's always writing about the, uh, like the, like the Southeast or the, you know, Georgia and Virginia and things like that and things Mm -hmm. that he knows. Yeah. And I, I thought, you know, there's not a lot, I, I don't read a lot 
of uh, books about Arizona and the Southwest. Um, if you do Southwest, you know, sometimes it's, it's New Mexico or California, but, but there's not a lot in Arizona and I know Arizona. So, so I've tended to, uh, write it into, to my books. Um, it's, it's been the, been the setting for it, but I also, uh, I lived in South America for a while and my wife is from Argentina. So I, I've got, I've got a lot of bilingual influence and, and that, um, but I, but I also, I, I mean, many, many uh, of my closest friends are, are uh, Mexican. They're, they're, they're from, and and uh, a couple of them are from the Sinaloa area. So, it, and they're not, they're not cartels. But anyway, they. Uh, <laughs> so it, 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 yeah. I, you know, they say write what you know. So I, mm-hmm. I just. And you had a lot of people to reference. Things, so things that's that I know. great. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. So speaking yeah. of series. Well, I, it, well, it's a compelling first novel, by the way. Really well done. Like a first novel in the series. Really, really well done. Are there any more scheduled for release? So that's a that's a struggle. I, I did when I wrote it. I've got you know four or five that are that are designed, you know, that that are plotted out. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've what what ha- I, I want to get published, I self published the uh, the first one. Mm-hmm. And I, I started right when I started shop shopping it around. I was told by a couple agents that looked at it, a couple editors that said, "Hey, well, you've got Islamic terrorists in it, and that's that's been done. It's overdone. We're we're not interested." And so I went the self uh, published route. Mm-hmm. But what I what I understand now is, if I write any of these others, I'm gonna I'm gonna self publish them also because they uh, a publisher won't look at it. And so I I kind of want to. So I, I put it aside. And I've started working on, I, I've got other projects that completed and in the works that are being considered by publishers. So that uh, that's my goal is to, I, I want to get famous through a traditional publisher and then go back to, uh, to visiting Joaquin and, and his adventures. Well, just for the record, your biggest fan in the chat says there better be more in that series. <laughs> right. And good. I'm with him, man. I mean, it's really well done. Yeah. I mean, why not? What are you doing? You only work five jobs. You could totally yeah. just write another book right now. Let's get to it. Yeah. yeah. I do have the set. The second in the series is half. It's been half done for about five years, but, but I, mm-hmm. I put it off and, and completed some other stuff. But. <laughs> well, you talked about like your love of reading. Do you prefer reading series or standalones? Both. I, yeah, both and whatever I, and there, there are standalones that, 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 wanted to be a series but but then and i can't i'm going blank on what what's a good one but it um but anyway i i do like reading both there there are series that i absolutely love uh, jack ryan's my my hero i, I mean how can you resist i, I understand that yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Both. I like that. I tend to get into series, but I never read one book at a time and I don't want to read like four series at the same time. So it's kind of nice to have the standalones to like fill in individually until you read one and then you're like, this should be a series. Where are the rest of them? That happens too. Right. Exactly. Um, What authors have inspired you along the way? Oh gosh. Well, so John Grissom and, and, and Tom Clancy, uh, Brandon Sanderson, uh, of, of course, I, um, Steve Ruskin is a great author, writes some amazing 
amazing stuff. Uh, um, there's I, there's a lot. I, DJ Butler just finished a, a series from him. I've read a lot of his stuff. Um, I'm reading Brandon Sanderson's uh, uh, the Alcatraz series right now for middle grade. Oh, I haven't read and that one yet. It's on my list. Oh, it's, it's awesome. It just mm. and he's he's just a genius at how he how he pulls them out. I, it just really really awesome. Um, but I, yeah, I read, I read a lot, uh, not, not really read. I, I audio book a lot. So I don't, mm-hmm. don't necessarily have a lot of time, but I'll, um, but when I find it, you know, usually on the road or whatever, and, and I can, I can listen. Uh, so that's, that's usually how I can get my reading done. Yep. Makes sense to me. Yeah. The crowd agrees with you. They like DJ Butler too. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's a good guy and a fantastic author. I, um, uh, Martin Shoemaker. I just, I just finished, uh, the last dance of his read, um, uh, today I am Carrie phenomenal book. Uh, as, as far as sci-fi goes, I, I think he's going to be huge. Uh, I think he's, he's up and coming, but, but I, yeah, that, the, the, the last dance was a great book. I had to, I had to stop. I, I wanted to roll right into, he's got a sequel, um, called the last, oh, what is it? You guys probably know. Uh, but I, I was going to roll right into it, but I had to, I'm writing a middle grade right now. And so what mm-hmm. I, what I find is that whatever I'm listening to, whatever I'm reading, mm-hmm. I tend to want to write in that genre and it, it, yes. it inspires <laughs> me to write in that genre. And right, so if I want to write, I need to focus on my middle grade. I, I, mm-hmm. it's, a. Uh, it's coming along. It's, it, you know, I'm giving it attention. And so by reading other middle grade stuff, it, it helps me focus. I agree. At first someone told me that they never, they never read in their genre because they're afraid it's going to influence them. So that's how I started, but I found that stifling for me. It's actually inspiring if I'm reading in my genre, what I'm writing. So I'm glad oh, I'm not absolutely. the only one. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, and yes, Steve, I'm getting to it. They're reminding me because uh, Spikeette asked about Curse Collectibles. It's my very next question. I'm good at this, you know. Uh, speaking of inspirational, Superstars Writing Seminar puts out an anthology to fund scholarships to the program every year. Except one, when the typical editor couldn't do it that year. So you took it upon yourself to put together Curse Collectibles to fill in the gap. And we are very grateful. Thank you for doing that. So... What made you crazy enough to say yes to such a project? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't just me. There was. Uh, so we were at Superstars writing seminars. We were hanging out one night, and uh, and there were, gosh, probably ten other authors there, um, mm-hmm. and and we started telling ghost stories, and I uh, it 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 was it was fun. It was entertaining. Um, Mark uh, Lefebvre, he he had the best ones and uh i pulled out that well i i manage an antique store and and part of what i do and uh and i started to uh relay some experiences that we've had in the in the antique store and (laughs) somebody said hey you know what we should we should put an anthology together Mm -hmm. um it might have been mike I, i don't really even know who um who had the idea but anyway, out of that, um, that, you know, like 10 of us sitting mm-hmm. around and, and kind of said, all right, well, let's do it. And, and then from there, I, I don't really know how I ended up in the seat 
kind of the drive. I didn't do a lot of the work. Uh, a lot of it was done by we had we had probably forty editors. Um, it, it was all from uh, Angela Eschler, mm -hmm. uh, her team, and she just she sent out a, an email to everybody, and they um, people signed up to edit. And so we had it was probably something like forty editors that that jumped on. We had. Wow. Um, there were, there was, there was Lauren and, and, uh, Frank Morin and, um, I know it's Mike, uh, Stomp, Stompus that, uh, the three of them read and selected the finalists for the, for the anthology. Um, and then we had, uh, was it Caleb Nolan, uh, that, that put together the, uh, the artwork for it. And they're, they're just amazing at it um mm -hmm. and then joy auburn uh kind of does uh, she put it all together um and uh you know put it in book form and so i didn't i didn't do a lot of work just kind of uh i don't know <laughs> you did all <laughs> the communication kind of the, i i communicated and, yeah. and kind of got got everybody doing their little parts and mm -hmm. and they came together and it was it was a lot of fun it taught me a lot uh, and I, and that's, that's really why I think I, I kind of gravitated toward that was it's, it's something I wanted to do, um, was to, to, you know, put together an anthology. And so since then we, we put together another and I'm working on a, on a third right now. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah. Curse collectibles. For those who don't know, I have a short story in there and that short story I made into a book later. So that is my collector. The collector of that book, it started with that story. So it's pretty incredible. That's yes, awesome. Mike Ed, I do have a story. It's it's the collector. It's the beginning of the collector. And I had so much fun. I was inspired by the whole antique thing. And then when I wrote it, I was like, I 100% I need to make this a book. And I did. And book two will be out in February. So thank you for that. See, you <laughs> inspired others. It's wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. So there, there is a um, rumor that this wonderful book that everyone should get because it's incredible is going on sale. It is on sale, and I, I think it's on sale right now. Yes. Um, scheduled, scheduled for this weekend, but I think it, I think it's on sale right now. Ninety nine cents for the ebook and and nine ninety nine for the print. That's fantastic. If if anyone wants to post it in the uh, chat, that would be awesome, so we can see that. So that would be great. It's for a great cause, and it's still you're still raising money for charity with it, right? It's still going to the yeah, superstars. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So you can't say no to charity. And come on, it's it's anthology. I love anthologies because you can just flip through and read. Sometimes it's like you said, you just don't have time, right? So you want to read this 600 page book, but you just don't have time. But you can get a whole story in just you know 20 pages. It's really nice. There you go. Thank you, Zafo. He's got it in there. So click that and help support. Yeah, Curse Collectibles is awesome. Um, let's see. Well, when we've been talking about a lot of uh, um, people inspiring you and you inspiring others. Um, when you're not doing these things, what hobbies do you enjoy to refill your creative cup? Oh, do you have time for hobbies? I, a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. Little bit. And, it's, and I, yeah, I've, I've uh, I found that I, the, the more I do hobbies, the more effective I am in writing, so. Um, I, I really enjoy fishing. I've gotten into, and, uh, I, I never really fished when I was growing up and in Arizona, um, you could be 
that in, in every direction within an hour, you could be at a different spot fishing a different species. It's, it's a lot of fun. That's um, fascinating. I see desert in my head when I see Arizona. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's, it's, uh, it's very, it's, it's very diverse. So there's a lot of outdoor stuff, especially this time of year, uh, when, when the weather drops and, um, mountains are actually, uh, it starts to get chilly. Mm -hmm. uh, but there, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff to do hiking and, and, and fishing, camping, a lot of outdoor stuff. Arizona's great that way. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what, so a lot of, as much as I can, I try to get out and, and go fishing. That's awesome. Well, you've got a, quite a lot of short stories in print. Can you tell us about one of your favorites? Well, uh, somebody was talking about the pirate one uh, mm -hmm. earlier. That that's a short story, and it, it it probably is my favorite. It's the first, the only thing I've written in. I I think they call it lit RPG. That's uh, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's it's kind of like in a game world and and that, and it's a it's about a guy who pirates uh, a video game and um, who is is punished for that and is. Uh, stuck inside the video game he's got to learn some <laughs> life lessons to get outside so he that, got more than he bonded uh, for didn't he yeah yeah <laughs> but it's it's fun it's funny um i i think it's probably the best story that i've written short story i it's it's a uh, it, it's it's definitely one of the best but maybe the best it's it's in the uh superstars anthology about pirates the x marks a spot uh, it's, it's the one that they did for uh, for their ten year anniversary. That's awesome. And, uh, but yeah, it's it's a fun it's it, and it was fun to write. I I would love to get back into that genre. I mm -hmm. I, I I've read a lot of stuff in it, I, but that's that's the only thing I've ever written. In it. That's really cool. Yeah, for for those uh, loyal listeners, we had a DJ Baden on. That's what he writes into is lit RPG. So awesome. Let's see. If you could write in any world that wasn't your own, which world would that be? Oh gosh. So many to choose from. You seem very well read, I must say. Oh. I don't even know. I, I don't even <laughs> know what I would uh and I, I and, and then and then the thought would terrify me because I, I don't know that I would do any of them justice, but but gosh. I you would, are a good writer, Jace. Let me tell you that right now. I do a lot of uh, these. You would be fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, uh, so many that I would love to write in, uh, to be a, to be a part of for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, uh, the, there was an old television show when I was a kid, young kid. And then they, they did a remake. Oh, 10 years ago. It was called V. And that that world, for whatever reason, B like Bumblebee. V V is in in. Oh, uh, V Victor. the Victor, yeah, 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 v. with Mark Singer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely that like that would be. I just I I don't know that that ever took out like it never really got justice that that world. That would be fun to write in. Well, they tried to remake it. Did you see the remake? They tried. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it I didn't loved quite it. work. Didn't quite it work. It didn't quite work. I, I, I love most of it, and the, but, but yeah, it never, never really took off. Mm -hmm. Um, gosh, so, so many, uh, man, I loved V. I must've watched that a dozen times when I was a kid. 
Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was my first, my first alien invasion. So it's kind of yeah. what I think of, you know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it inspires so many other things. Yeah, that would be a good one. We just have to see who has the rights. We'll get to them. We'll, we'll figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you hope readers get from your work? Um, yeah, you know, I think a lot of what I write, um, kind of like Unknown Soldier, and that, that was, was really my first baby. And the uh, Commodore, with both of those I, I wrote kind of simultaneously. And it seems that that's what I've done, is I've, I've written a middle grade and a thriller and kind of at the same time. But the, the, they all have the same theme. Even the, so I, I, the ones that I've written since, uh, mm-hmm. the ones I'm working on now, um, where it's, there, there's some level of, you know, hey, it's, it's okay, it's going to be all right. And if you keep trying, there's some redemption at the end. Like that, that's the, the unknown soldier, really, it's a story about redemption. And, uh, and I, I, I think I probably get it from Les Mis. Uh, that is my favorite book, is, is my favorite book. Um, I read it in high school a couple times and read it several times since. But that, that trope of redemption, just I, I, I love it. And so it, it finds its way in everything I write. That's awesome. Just resonates with you. I like it. I like it. Um, of all your characters, which one do you relate to the most? Oh, gosh, all of them. All of them at the same time. <laughs> all of the same time. Aspects. Yeah, there, there's aspects to, to every character, um, e- even the, the villains, even the there's, – there's, some, there's something that resonates with me, and I, I can see myself in, in every one of them, uh, that for sure. Um, and yeah. Well, it's very self-reflective, right? I mean, let's face it. There has to be a little bit of us in each of our characters. Yeah. Some people just don't see it. So you don't have a favorite. You're not going to pick one out. Um, all right. I'll ask you an easier question. Which child is your favorite? (laughs) Oh, no, that's not. This isn't being recorded or anything. No one will know. It's fine. Come on. Just between two (laughs) friends. It's all good. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. I do have a favorite child all the time. Now I only have two to choose from, but it depends on the day. It changes on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. Who took out the garbage without me asking? That child is now my favorite for now. That one, that one's my favorite. Um, have you ever watched? I'll say, Go ahead. Yeah, right. Right now, I'm writing. So in this middle grade, mm-hmm. and I've got a, I, I've got a thriller also. So thinking about the characters that I'm writing right now. One of them in the middle grade is it's Horus the Younger. So he's an Egyptian god. I was going to say Egypt. Uh, okay, it, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Egyptian Horus the Younger. And he, but how he's turned out, the guy, he's funny and he's, <laughs> he's fun. I really, really like him. And uh, anyway, that, so that right now, he's probably my favorite character. And that's in the middle grade you're working on? Yes. That's cool. That's good. It's always nice to have someone in there you can totally like writing, right? You know, I mean, the writing part, there's yeah. got to be some fun in there somewhere. That's awesome. 
until that character becomes so much fun, they become the main character. That happens sometimes too. Yeah. Or you have to kill them <laughs> off. And... <laughs> right. Or you have to kill them. You're like, no, I liked him. It's not yeah. fair. The world is cruel. Oh, wait, it's my world. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you got to do it. Um, sometimes they ask for it. You just never know. So have you watched any TV lately that you've really gotten into? Oh, lots of TV. Um, <laughs> uh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, let's see where to start. So I, my favorite TV, and it, I'm, I'm hoping they're coming out with season three, is The Umbrella Academy. I, I thought it was yes. the first two seasons were very, very fun, <laughs> very funny. Um, finished a, a couple series. Um, there's on HBO, there's a Harley Quinn series. It's a cartoon. that's it's funny. Um, huh. I, I think it's, it's, it's witty, witty writing. I, um, one punch man is, a is another, it's a, um, a series. They, they've got two seasons out. It's, a um, how do you say anime? Uh, it's funny. It, it's just, um, Anyway, I, I watch a lot of cartoons, uh, but I, and watching that's on probably more on the middle grade side on the thriller side. I loved, uh, your honor was, was, uh, last year it was a, a thriller type. Uh, and it looks like they're coming out with season two mm. watched, um, Oh, Steve Ruskin got me into, uh, um the expanse and i oh. i it took me forever to to, to watch it and that mm-hmm. his his prodding in that but uh i think i've been the last three or four seasons straight and it's that was loved it absolutely loved it that got me on a sci-fi kick started a <laughs> new book on sci-fi and i had to get away from it so that i could that's that's when i was reading martin shoemaker's uh last dance also and anyway you're like if i keep this up i'm never gonna finish anything yeah well i bounce around i've got i think i've got six or seven books that are started and i it's it's like i gotta some point i gotta focus and get it done and so i the middle grade is what i've committed to get it get it done by the end of the year so that's that's where so I've, i've been watching a lot of cartoons lately so that's why that's that's how i keep my head Keep my head there. Really funny one series. Uh, I think it's called Ten Year Old Tom or something like that. It's a it's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Anyway, really really funny. It's awesome. I have to look them up. I don't think I I don't watch too many cartoons right now. See, and I know yeah. anime is a huge thing, and I just haven't gotten into it. No reason. Just haven't. There's so much to consume. You know. <laughs> There's yeah. So yeah. Much to consume. As far. It, I haven't watched, my, you know, Pokemon or, or uh, what was Avatar? Um, Avatar: The Last young, Airbender. You know, that one I did watch because yeah. my kids were young when it came out, and that was that's, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I love that story. Yeah. Um, so my so my kids got me into it's called One Punch Man. And oh, the that's premise what... is there's there's a guy that that's he's so strong he just punches the villain one time and he defeats him. <laughs> and and I was told I was told about that. My kids are like, you gotta watch this. And I, so I was told about it. And I thought, huh. well, how could you, how could you write? I, I don't, you know, how how could the story? Try to imagine what the story would be like. 
mm-hmm. I couldn't guess it at all. And then when I now watching it, it's oh, I totally get this, and it's You're hilarious. Like, this is brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> it's it is it really is. I'm and they have I, yeah they they come out. Uh, I think they call it manga. That's that's the uh, uh, yeah the 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 comic books in is it Chinese that. But they're they're out. They've got a lot I think of that out there. It's Japanese, but I'm not an expert. It's, it's Japanese. It is Japanese. Yeah. So they have a ton of that out there, and and I think they're trying. I, I assume that they're still making more se- uh, seasons of this One Punch Man, but they've only got two. And so, so my kids have read ahead in Japanese, uh, trying to figure out what what's happened. But anyway, it's funny. <laughs> it's it, it's really funny. Yeah, it's funny. Before you said that, I was going to, the Blanket Fort stories, which I assume is Chris. Hi, Chris. Um, He said that the uh, main character gets so bored because the fights are so fast. It's hilarious. So (laughs) he agrees. That's a great show. The One Punch Man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And Steve, Steve Ruskin is on you with The Expanse. So see, he recommended it and, and it worked. It's one of Zafo's favorite shows too. He loves it. I just haven't gotten into it. Like I said, there's so much to consume. Yeah. We just watched Picard, so that's how far behind we are. So it is what it is, but that's great. All the things I want. Uh, so you talked about the cartoons you watch; they help inspire you. Um, Florida Kevin wants to know: Do you think you could have written middle grade books if you had not had kids? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not not totally sure. I and I had the benefit of. Um, so I, I've got I've got five kids, four boys. And uh, I think I write more, you know, and all, uh, being a being a man, I, I I write more toward the the male youth male audiences, and then I yeah that that audience, and I mm-hmm. and I've I've tried to read a lot of uh, those that are targeted toward uh, to 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 the female audience um, mm-hmm. to understand it and that, but it just um, I I don't know that I write that well for that, but. So I've kind of embraced in this this one that I'm writing right now. I've I've kind of embraced that. I've got a male and a female protagonist, but I mm-hmm. but I'm definitely writing writing it toward the male audience. And the um, I I think of what what helped me a lot too is when I was younger. I uh, I was in the Boy Scouts a lot. I, I I worked with the Boy Scouts, and so I I was in the the eight, nine, 10, 11 year old groups quite a bit. And, and that's, it's a fun, you know, the, the boys at that age, as they're discovering how to do things out, how to do things outdoor, everything's new, everything's an adventure. It's, it's really, it's really fun, uh, that way. And so I, um, I think I picked up a lot of, of what, uh, I guess inspires or what, what that age group connects to. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't know that's changed really over the last, you know, 15, 20 years. Um, and, and now I've got, uh, like I said, I, I like to go fishing all the time. Now I take my, I've got a, a two nephews and a niece, um, mm-hmm. ages 10 on down to six that I, that I take with me, uh, that, that we go and, and just all over the place. But, um, but well, it's, somebody's got to carry it's, this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, I don't know that, but that, that age group's just, it's, it's fun because they get to, they get to explore and see things that are new and, and, uh, and to watch them, you know, as they learn and, and, uh, it's just, it's very inspiring. 
they still think adults are awesome. Yeah, that's that's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. My kids don't really care for me anymore. But no. <laughs> They're too old. <laughs> I still love yeah. you, Dad, but I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. I'm like, when, when are we going to hang out? I'm like, Dad, what are you? I, I have friends. I don't. <laughs> yeah. You're like, fine, I have nieces and nephews, go. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and they wonder why we want grandkids someday. We want people who love us again. <sighs> Let's see. Um, that's fun. Yeah, the middle grade. I don't know. I would think if you at least read a lot of middle grade, you could do it. And you do read a lot of middle grade, so one way or another. I'll have to say, though, it's very interesting that you said you do you write middle grade mostly from the male perspective. Because my experience has been there are not enough, there's not enough middle grade for a female audience and there's not enough YA for the male audience. It's like somehow or another, yeah. there's some kind of crossover. I don't, it's odd. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly what that is. Um, I started writing a, a male YA, like it was mainly from the male perspective, but I don't know if I could pull it off either. So I kind of gave that up. <laughs> like You think you can and you try and you're like, I don't know if I can quite yeah. pull this out. I don't know. Let's face it. I don't know what it was like to be a teenage boy. I could tell you that right now. I'm not sure I knew what it was like to be a teenage girl. My mom always said I was 12 going on 40. She's in the chat. She'll verify. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, well, we have our very, very important question. We're doing a survey. So your name will now be added to the survey. And that is, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Mm. Most of the time, it's Rocky Road. Ooh, good one. Sometimes, sometimes it's butter pecan and sometimes it's pistachio. But so you like the crunchy things in your ice cream? I like I like nuts in the in the ice cream. Yeah, I like it. I like and it. Most of the time, I like chocolate. So, yeah. can't go wrong with chocolate unless you're wearing a white shirt. Then it's wrong. Yeah. It will always end up on there somehow magically. Uh, what part of your daily routine is an absolute must? Oh gosh. <laughs> Well, all right, right now, right now I'm learning French on Duolingo. Ooh, I, just, I love I, Duolingo. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I figured I, I'm fluent Spanish, and, uh, and I was talking with my son, who's 16, mm-hmm. who said, hey, I'm learning French now. And I so well, that's awesome because I always wanted to read Les Mis in French. And that was going to be my next question. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and there's a there's an artist I came across a while ago named Zaz, that's a, a French singer, phenomenal, phenomenal music. And so I I kind of I, I thought, well, if you're learning French, I'll learn French. And so we started together. He's kind of fell on off, but I am at I think I completed 98 days today in a row of learning French. Nice. Just that's a little awesome. bit every day, and yeah, no, it's it's. Does that it mean you could say awesome. Les Mis the whole word? I, Les Mis is how they, they, they cut out what I've learned is that they mm-hmm. cut off like the last three to five letters of every word. And, and regardless of how it's conjugated, they all sound the same. Like it, it, it's the same anyway. It's, <laughs> it's, an, it's a very interesting, very interesting language. Uh, apart from, I, and I, having learned Spanish, Spanish is so easy to learn. I realizing now, um, but there's, yeah. It's, Did you it learn is, Spanish when you were younger? Fun. 
I did when I was, I, I took a little bit in college and then, mm-hmm. and then uh, went, went to South America and, and then really, really learned it. Um, but it didn't take long. It, it was probably four months and I was fluent. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I'm going to say I, that I was young. Feeling, that, that was, was your young mind. Because yeah, yeah. I learned German but, when I was young. So I thought German was really, yeah. really easy. And then I tried to do Spanish older and I could not wrap my brain around it. That's a little hard. Just could do it. But Duolingo is awesome. That's, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I'm going to learn Spanish. It, it kills me. I'm going to do it. I live in Texas, for heaven's sakes. It's ridiculous that I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. So I'm working yeah. on it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's funny. Well, you know, I, I always find that when like I'm learning a new language, like as I was learning German, I learned a lot about German culture. As I'm learning Spanish, I'm learning more about Spanish culture. Are you doing the same thing with French? Just learning yes. the language kind of give you some insight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I and um, and that yeah, like I'm trying to immerse myself as I do it. Uh, you know, I'll, like I'll start watching. Uh, I'll watch television shows. There was there was one show that I I got into is English uh, dubbed. Um, what was it called? But it was a uh, there's an investigator. Or a thief. It was a master thief, and I think it's a. I think it's a pretty well, um, the, like a like a, a character that's that's pretty well known in the French Le, Le Pont Le Pont or something like that. that anyway, I I uh, so watched the first series in English, went back and watched it in French once I started learning French, and then uh, and and can't understand anything, but it's but it helps, right? And then. Um, trying to listen to French music and and then read. Um, really, I, I've started to read books in French, and that's mm. I. Anyway, I, hopefully it'll it'll come. It'll, it'll come. That's probably the level stuff, I'm at with Spanish. Is, mm-hmm. yeah. Time to read some books. Uh, Blanky Ford asks, yeah. is, it, "Is it Lupin?" Yes. Yeah, Lupin. I think I, I'm not sure exactly how you Lupin. Not really sure, but but yeah, yeah. That's it was it, it was really a cool series. I thought that's awesome. Yeah, the um, I think I think I did Lupin. I just remember that Houdini wanted Houdini, but the I N was actually an A N sound, and so actually he yeah. should have been Houdini because he did it wrong because he didn't know French. <laughs> so I think it's Lupin. Yeah, I N is Lupin. Yeah, it, yeah, right. I, I think it is an A N. Yeah. The things you learn, useless trivia. I'm full of it. It's all pointless. Yeah. All pointless. The, the hard part of, of Spanish is that mm-hmm. you have, there's so many different, like Argentina Spanish is different than Mexican Spanish is different than, than Puerto Rican Spanish. Mm-hmm. And they all have, you know, there's, there's little, uh, it, it, not just accent, but words. And, and some words mean something in one you know, country that means something totally different in another. And, mm-hmm. and I guess you kind of learn all that eventually, but, um, and, and then my, my Spanish is totally on the pot here. Cause I, uh, all my friends, like we, <laughs> we say, uh, weed eater is, is weedy in Spanish. I, but I don't even remember what it is in real Spanish, but, but that's what it, anyway. That's the slang for just, where you are. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah, they say like la, la, la troca, which uh, like you'd say camioneta down in Argentina, but here they say la troca, and and you say that down in Argentina, they don't know what you're talking about. 
They're like, what? But, but so I'll, I'll get around my in-laws and I'll talk my, my Spanglish now. And it, they, they look at me really weird. And my accent's gone away. And it, yeah, just, but. you know, one of our so closest that's, friends, that's one of our closest friends is from Panama and her husband lived in Spain for a year. So he speaks fluent Spanish as well, but it's, you know, um, totally yes, you know, with the lisp and everything, right? So yeah. when they speak Spanish together, her parents are making fun of her because she was picking up the lisp from her husband. <laughs> oh, I thought that was so funny. And she's the native yeah. speaker. <laughs> it's just, I love it. It's fascinating. Yeah. Language is fascinating. It is. Um, it yeah, is. it really is. So let's see. I mean, I have questions, but this is way more fun. Like, what is your least favorite chore around the house? Oh, yeah. I don't like taking out the trash. Like, I'd rather do the yeah. dishes than take out the trash. Oh, I'll trade you. Uh, you get yeah. that, Zafo? Come on. I want that deal. Yeah. I would totally do that deal. Uh, if you could only listen to one band or artist for the rest of your life, who would it be? Oh, gosh. That's mm -hmm. hard. That's... It's a new one. You're the that's first. Really hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, I'm the first. You are. Yeah. You are. I, yeah. I have to come up with new tortures, otherwise, what's my job? There, there's a number of them. Like I could, I could listen to Zaz for the rest of my life. Totally. If that was all I heard, I could totally do that. But man, what you give up so much other. There's a, there's another band I'm way into now. It's called The Dead South. That's oh awesome. yes, I was just listening to them actually. They're just they're phenomenal. I saw them in concert probably a year and a half ago. They came to Arizona and <laughs> phenomenal. But I I could listen to that sound for the rest of my life. Sure, I really. But like gosh, it. I I don't. That's a hard question though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's tough. I like it. <laughs> we shall see how people line up. Um, here, easier one: polos or button ups. Uh oh. I don't like polos so much. I'll usually do a button up or a t-shirt, usually t-shirt, but more than a button fair. up today. Yeah. You look very professional. Very professional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do that too. See, I mean, you can only see from here up. It's not so hard to be professional from here up. I mean, I can handle yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And finally, where can fans find you and your work? Oh, uh, I've got a website. It's not, always up to date but jacekillen.com and uh and then i'm usually on facebook um if you look friend me on jace killen and i'll friend you back and uh yeah usually i've got an amazon page mm -hmm. and uh yeah do you have a separate one for jace killen and jb killen no it's all combined perfect Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Now that Jace is your favorite writer, please make sure to review his work. And also please review us wherever you get your uh, podcasts. And you can also follow us on Twitch or subscribe to us on YouTube. And we want to thank our subscribers. You know, if they would all use the same terms, this would be easier. I apologize to get this wrong every week. I want to thank our subscriber, DH Dunn, for keeping the lights on around here. And finally, our next week, we have book launch with uh, Keisto Healy's debut novel. So come back next week to see that. It'll be fun. We'll see you all next time. Bye. Take care. <laughs>